1: Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Father, we just praise you, we glorify you, we thank you, Father, for this day. We invite you, Holy Spirit, that you would just be with us as we share your word, that it be you and not us. Father God, I thank you in advance, I thank you in advance, and I thank you in advance for what you're doing in our lives, in our homes, and in our families. For this we ask, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And my lovely Sandra will be reading this morning.
0: Okay, good morning. I am in the NIV version and I'm uh, starting here with Genesis chapter 40, verse 1. It says, Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined the captain of of the guard assigned them to Joseph and he attended them. After they had been in custody for some time, each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt who were held in prison had a dream the same night and each dream had a meaning of its own. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials Who were in custody with him in his master's house why are your faces so sad today we both had dreams they answered but there's no one to interpret them then joseph said to them do not interpretations belong to god tell me your dreams so the chief cupbearer told joseph his dream he said to him in my dream i saw a vine in front of me and on the vine were three branches as soon as it budded, it blossomed and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup and put the cup in his hand. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position and you will be put, excuse me, and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer, bearer. But, but when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison, for I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I've done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread, in the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating out, or excuse me, eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat away your flesh. Now the third day was Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the heads of the the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that he once again put the cup into Pharaoh's hand, but he hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had said to them in his interpretation. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph he forgot him, amen,
1: amen, 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 wow, look at this word, you know, before, before we go further on this, we always, we have to remember what happened previously on, on Friday, Pastor Jose was sharing with us, uh, and, um, and, and in Genesis 39, verse 20, uh, 23, it it says that the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made prosper, you know? And and when we read that, you know, it tells us that, that, that no matter what is going on, you know, that God is with us just like he was with Joseph. You know, God's blessings go with us you know, no matter where we go, no matter where we end up, God's promises to you will be fulfilled, whether it's going to be in what they're calling here a prison, a hard situation, a difficult situation, or, you know, in the everyday life, God's word will always be fulfilled, and God's word will always follow you, just like it did Joseph, because he gave him favor, because it says there that Everything that he did, the Lord caused to prosper. You know, in prison, you know, under hard uh, conditions. And here we find Joseph in prison. And guess what? The 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 Pharaoh's a butler and the baker. You know, that they were the officers uh, of the king. Apparently, they did something wrong. They ticked him off. They made them made a a sour uh, wine for him or baked him uh, a bad bread that he couldn't take it. But he put them in prison. He put them in prison, you know? So while they were there, they were put under Joseph's custody. And this is another thing. Joseph was in charge in the prison. So even though he was in prison, he was in charge of the activities that happened to the prisoners there. And that is the favor of God. So here, I guess some time must have passed because you know because he he got to know who this butler was. He got to know who the baker was, and 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 some time passed. So when these two officers were unhappy, he noticed that. He noticed that something was going on, you know, because you know their faces have changed, you know, so they were there. And they were high-ranking officials, you know, and as a high-ranking official put in prison, they were given certain rights as prisoners because they were high-ranking, you know, in in Pharaoh's eyes. You know, so so that's why, you know, when they went there, they still had to be under Joseph because he had custody over them. He's the one that's going to help him. And and they had to turn to him. You know, it says there in verse 5, then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who was confined in prison, had a dream, had a dream. And each man's dream, is it was all in one night. So they both had this, they both had a dream in the same night. They both had this dream, you know, and, um, and, and the next day, you know, when it says there in verse six, and Joseph came to them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. So he knew something was already wrong. He knew something was already happening, you know, and, uh, uh, and it says there in seven. So he asked them, you know, you know, what was going on? You know, why do you look so sad? You know, and most likely probably why they were sad, it was because they were Egyptian. And being that they probably couldn't find nobody themselves or know anybody that could interpret their dreams. So they were probably frustrated because they had these dreams, and they were confused. They didn't understand. You know? And they said to him in verse 8, we each had a dream. And there is no interpreter of it. So again, they said, nobody could give us the answer. Nobody could speak to us. And Joseph here tells them, do not interpretations belong to God. So here he presents God. Here he's presenting his faith here he's presenting who he is, so even in prison, Joseph, you know, he had this relationship with the Lord, that when he spoke, he spoke about his Lord, you know, he brought up the Lord, that the Lord was with him, because even even what he was saying, doesn't that all interpretation belong to God, he was acknowledging that God was the only one, that God was the only one, you know, so so since Joseph, so the law was with Joseph and he was in charge of them, you know, these two, these two individuals, you know, they had no choice, but they had to come to Joseph because he was a ranking officer in jail, even though he was a prisoner. That's, that's really like, wow, look what God can do. Look at what God can do. So here we go for the next couple of verses that the, the chief uh, butler, you know, told him his dream, you know, and it's interesting that it says that in, in, in his dream in verse 10, that there was a vine, and there were three branches, you know, and, and they bought it, and it blossoms, at the, and so they shot out fruit and clusters of grapes, and it says here that he took those grapes, and he squeezed them into a cup, a pharaoh, so pharaoh's cup, you know, and placed the cup in pharaoh's hand, and then Joseph in verse 12 says, these three branches represent three days, three days, three days, and here comes the, the the blessing for this individual. Now, within three days, he says that Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. I bet you that made that guy so happy when he was hearing these words. In three days, in three days, I am going to be released according to the interpretation, you know. So when I was reading this, you know, and I was reading about three days, you know, I felt the Lord, you know, he was You know, like three is a special number, number one. That's a special number. You know, three, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The three, you know. And the third day was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the third day, he was raised up. You know, just like they say that this individual is going to be raised up from the prison. So Jesus was raised up, you know. And the third day, there was going to be restoration to his former glory. You know, once the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected, you know, once that took place, you know, he was back in that position as the son of God, you know, so he was back in that position. So, you know, praise the Lord that no matter what the Lord will and is making a way for all of us, no matter what's going on, he's making a way for you and he's making a way for me. Uh, Verse 14, he says, but remember me, he tells him, remember me. Because even though he was in prison, even though uh, Joseph had all these privileges, even though Joseph was in charge, I really don't think that he really acknowledged all that because he wanted to get out of prison. He wanted to get out of there. So even though he was being blessed there, even though he was in charge there, you know, he just didn't want to be there. You know, and, and, and that makes me think, you know, because God was with him, and God allowed him to prosper, but yet he did not want to be there. You know, he, he says that he pleaded with the cupbearer, uh, cupbearer to remember him, to mention him, to make a way for him to get out. I would think that Joseph would be saying, God, get me out of this prison. Release me from, from this prison, you know. But, but he did. He, he was retired. Right here, he was relying on this individual verse 15 it says for indeed you know he gives an explanation that he was stolen you know he was a hebrew he was stolen and he was put in dungeon you know so while he was pleading for you know for that release it it was nothing bad because joseph didn't do anything he was a victim in all this you know but in time in time so here again verses 16 to 19 we have the the chief baker Saul, so, wow, what an interpretation, you know, interpret my dream, you know, he got a good result from his dream, you know, maybe I'm going I'm to have the same result, you know? and he starts telling him his dream, that, you know, that he had a, a, a baskets, you know, and they were full with all kinds of goods for Pharaoh, and the birds started to eat from the top of them, and Joseph told him, again, the three basket is three days. Now, he didn't get as good a news as the, the butler did. His news in verse 19 was, within three days, Pharaoh will lift your head from you and hide you on a tree. Oh, man, I bet you that guy right there, he just lost it. He just lost it because he didn't receive, you know, the same message to the first guy. So there were two dreams, two different truths, and two different outcomes. In whatever season we find ourselves, know that the Lord is there with you and he will make a way. And that's the the, the thing for this this chapter, the the main topic I think, I believe is that that the Lord will make a way for you. The Lord is making a way for you. No matter what's going on, he will make a way. In, In verse 20 says, now it came to pass that on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all his servants, and he and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and the chief baker among his servants. So, so on the third day, it could have been it could have been that it was his birthday. It could have been the day that that they celebrate when he became king, because in that in those that particular time when you become king, this is what they call an, uh, the the day of accession. The day that you're lifted up, so they consider you almost as a pharaoh. He was considered like a god at that time. So it could have been a celebration of that. But in the celebration, you know, he's making a feast for all his servants. So that tells me that this king, you know, even though he was pharaoh, even though, you know, he might have been not, not, not so good at times, he, he, he praised his servants. He made a feast for them. And at that time in verse 21, it says that he restored the sheep butler to his position and placed the cup on his hand. But he hung the baker, just as Joseph has interpreted. Just as Joseph has interpreted. So he hung him. Both interpretations were true, both interpretations were given. You know, and, and you would think that at this time, at this time, that butler would have been grateful, that at this time, that butler would have said, you know, his interpretation came true, you know, because now seeing what happened to the, to the baker, the baker, they got his head cut off, he got his body hung. you know, so you figure he would be grateful to Joseph for that interpretation, but yet sometimes we don't know why things happen sometimes we don't know why we don't have the answer sometimes you know we, don't, we we cannot we cannot really put no reasoning to it you know but again joseph was forgotten again joseph was forgotten you know for two more years until we see genesis 41 that it came to the time that joseph was released so two more years he had to remain in prison He had to remain in prison. He had to, to, I believe that at this particular time, the Lord was teaching him something. You know, the process was not there yet. You know, God was working with him. God was blessing him. And maybe perhaps Joseph didn't realize how much God was blessing him. Sometimes in the middle of the storm, you know, it's a quiet place. If you look at a tornado, A tornado has destruction all the way around it, but in the center, it's quiet. In the center, you know, the wind is not moving the way that it is towards the outside of the circle. So when we go through a storm, sometimes God has us in the center, and he's trying to teach us something. He's trying to show us something. So I would just challenge you. If you're feeling that you're in a storm, I will say, what is God trying to tell you? What is God is trying to say to you? Because apparently for Joseph, even though God was blessing him, even though God was making a way for him, even though everything that he did prosper, he was still in prison. He was still locked up. So there was a process that he had to. And a lot of times when we go through this process, we don't know what's going on. And sometimes we don't see God. And sometimes we even question God. And says, why me? Why am I going through this? Why am I feeling like this? And God has said, I'm trying to show you something. Or better yet, I am working it out for you. I am making a way that you don't see. I am opening up doors for you that, that, that you cannot opening. And I'm closing doors for you. Because until everything and all the timing is right, God's not going to give it to you. And the same thing happened to Joseph. He had to wait. He had to wait until the Lord made a way, until the Lord made a way. He says, you know, he told them, don't forget me. And he was forgotten for two more years. The waiting is hard, but hold on. Your answer is coming. Your miracle is around the corner. Your breakthrough is near. And as we wait upon the Lord, as we hold on to the Lord, As we hold on to his promises, the best thing that we can do is worship and is to praise him and is to exalt him, you know, as we worship and as we praise God and as we raise our hands towards the heavens and as we do that, it is a sign of surrender. It is a sign of giving it over to God. It is a sign of saying, God, I need you. I cannot do it without you. I cannot do this without you. I need you. I trust you. As we worship Him, you know, we are releasing and we are praising and we are glorifying Him. And as we do this, Holy Spirit just fills you, Holy Spirit just comforts you, and just Holy Spirit will tell you that everything's going to be fine. You know, here in this particular chapter, you know, Joseph was in prison. Joseph, was being blessed joseph was being shown by god different things and he was helping people he was interpreting dreams and he was making everything run perfectly in prison but yet sometimes even though he had all that positive stuff going on he still wanted to get out and god was telling him not yet not yet not until everything is ready because why Because by the time that he was actually going to be released, when God's timing was there, that was the timing that everything was, the land was going to start changing. There was a drought that was going to start coming. So the Lord had to wait to a specific moment to release him when everything was right. So instead of saying, Lord, you know, when are you going to get me out of here? Say, Lord, I thank you that you are going to get me out of here. I thank you that you are helping me. I praise you, Father God, because you are working it out. And I'm going to trust in you. I'm not going to trust in what everybody's saying. I'm not going to trust what the government is saying. Lord, I'm going to trust in you and rest on the Lord. And that is one of the things that sometimes that we don't do. We We don't really realize that we don't rest on the Lord. Rest on the Lord, surrender it to the Lord, and the burden will be lightened upon you. As we surrender and as we wait on the Lord and we worship him, he's going to make it right. He's going to make a way, and he's going to give you what you need, the peace of the Lord. His strength, his guidance, his mercy, his deliverance, he's working it out. The main thing is that we cannot give up. We cannot give up because even though Joseph wanted to get out of there really, really bad, and even though he was trying to make a way, don't forget me, don't forget me, you know, yet God was still blessing him, and yet he was still seeking the Lord. He was still serving the Lord, you know, and we all can say every once in a while, you say, oh, God, when, 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 and it's okay, God understands, but i doesn't stop him from working it out for you. He's still working it out for you. Why? Because he loves every single one of you. He wants you to rest upon him. He wants you to surrender it to him. And he wants you to to be rejoicing no matter where you're at, no matter in prison or out of prison, no matter in the good or in the bad. He wants you to be at rest, but he wants you to be rejoicing. What does the word of God say? rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Because why? Because when we rejoice, we are saying yes to God and no to the enemy. No to all the negative stuff that's coming. Why? Because we serve God and he is mighty and he's powerful and he's wonderful and he will give you rest. He will give you joy that in the middle of the storm, you should be able to dance within the storm and praise him. And worship him because your time, my brothers and my sisters, is coming. Your time of deliverance is at hand because the Lord will never forsake you, He will never abandon you, He will never leave you. So He's in control. No matter what you see, no matter what you hear, no matter who's saying what, no matter what's going on around the world, God is in control and He has you. He has you in the palm of His hand. And he says, I got you because I already did everything for you on the earth. He says, you will have trials and tribulations, but fear not because I have overcome the world. And if the Lord has overcome the world, you can overcome the world. You can have the victory. You can have the peace. You can have the deliverance. You can have the joy. You can have the blessed home with your husband, your wife, your children, and your grandchildren. Why? Because it's a promise of God that he wants to bless us, and he wants to bless you. So, my brothers and sisters, as we conclude this morning, I pray that God will just give you the peace that surpasses understanding and that he will help you in whatever situation you'll find yourself. But you know what? Above all, Praise the Lord and worship the Lord in the middle of that storm that you may be going through. In the middle of that storm, just praise him and just worship him, and you are going to have the victory. You are going to have the peace. You are going to have the deliverance. If we don't fail, if we don't give up, victory is ours already in the name of Jesus. So I pray for your homes. I pray for your families. I pray for your marriages. Marriages and families are coming together in the name of Jesus. He is restoring and he is healing. Don't give up. Don't give up. The best is yet to come. And just because you are in the storm, that doesn't mean that you're there alone. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are there with you. You are not alone. And your victory will be yours if you just keep going. If you just hold on. And you're going to have it in the name of Jesus. So again, my brothers and sisters, Motivational Monday, the time that I have that I can share a couple of words with you. Please don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Praise God in the middle of the storm. And if you have feet to dance, dance before the Lord, worship him, give him the glory, honor him, because your miracle is coming. New miracle is here in the name of Jesus. And continue, yes, continue to pray for Doug, for his recovery, you know, that he's dealing with COVID, and and, and all those around you that are dealing with something, you know, that are dealing with sickness, or dealing with heartbreak, God is still in control, and God is mending, and God is healing, and God is restoring in the name of Jesus. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your convictions. Don't give up. The best is yet to come. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Father God, for this morning, for your word. I just thank you for the example, Father God, that even in the prison, Joseph was being blessed. And Father, in our lives today, whatever situations that we are facing, for all my brothers and sisters, Father God, whatever they're dealing with, Father, they're not alone. Your word says that you will never leave them. You will never forsake them. You will never abandon them. Your word says, Father God, that you are constantly watching over us. Father, your word even says, Father, that the hair upon our head are counted. You, They are numbered, Father. And, that, and that's detail. You are God of detail, Father God. So you are working. You have not forsaken. You have not abandoned. You have not forgotten them, Father. But you are working. Help us. Help us, Father God, to hold on, to trust in you, to wait upon you, and to give you the praise and to give you the worship as we wait, as we go through what we got to go through, Father, because you're trying to teach us something. Help us, Father God, not to lose focus, but to focus upon your promises, upon your word, upon your love, because If we focus upon your love, Father, and what you did for every single one of us, my Lord, that you gave yourself for us, that makes us wonder, Father God, how much more you would do. So, Father, I just pray for them. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that you would embrace them, that they're not alone, Father. Holy Spirit, just filter in wherever they're at. Filter in, Lord God, and embrace them in your presence. Embrace them in your presence, Lord God. And I thank you for what you're going to continue to do in their homes and their families and in their marriages, Father God. I thank you that you're meeting all their needs according to your riches and glory. And I ask all this, Father, in Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Keep your focus. Keep your focus, my brothers and my sisters. Love you all hydrate, hydrate, it's been hot, it's been hot, you know, so make sure you stay hydrated and we'll talk soon and we we'll see each other soon. God bless you all.